everybody, and welcome to this week's edition of Your Mortgage Process. I, of course, am your host, Greg Wareham. I'm really excited about our <laughs> guest today. <laughs> so Sally Petricatella. Close enough. Now, I've known Sally for 10 years, and she told me right before we came on air that I'm pronouncing her name incorrectly. <laughs> yes, you are. 10 years. Petra Catella. Petra Catella. Bingo. Uh, and now Sally and I are shooting from a location in Spring Lake, New Jersey, and we just noticed that it started snowing out. Yep, it's flurrying. It kind of makes it kind of cozy, doesn't yes, it, Sally? Yes, it does. Yes, it does. <laughs> so as everybody knows on the show, we've had probably 45 guests on the show, and a lot wow. of them are in real estate, and a lot of them are high producers in real estate, and several of them actually roll up under your umbrella. A lot of them oh. work within your, within your team, and you're the team leader, Keller Williams, West Monmouth, New Jersey, and Morganville. And for those that don't know, because Sally will never tell you this, <laughs> Sally's office is number six in the world. Yes. Number six in the world. So I really appreciate you taking the time today, Sally. I know how busy you are. <laughs> Thank you, Greg. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's going to be great getting your uh, spin on leadership and different things like that. So the first thing I wanted to talk to you about is you have this huge office. How many real estate agents do you have that that work in your office? So under my umbrella yes. of West Monmouth and Central together, we are 765 agents. Wow. Wow. And how long does it take you to build something <laughs> of that size? Well, Adele opened up Keller Williams West Monmouth. That's her mothership. Yep. She opened up 20 years ago, as you know, as we just celebrated at an amazing gala. It was a great event. It really was. Um, so I took over about nine years ago. Mm -hmm. uh, we were at, a, I think it was 215 agents at that point. Yep. And so in the last nine years, we were able to grow it to over almost 800 agents. That's amazing, Sally. Yeah. And so how do you do that? Like, how do you grow something that big over a nine-year time frame? I don't know, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> Great show, Sally. Yeah. Thank you, everybody. <laughs> you know, um, when I first came on as a team leader, I, um, I, I was an agent first. Yep. I, I was an, I've been an agent for about 20 years now. Sure. Um, came to Keller Williams about 16 years ago and came as an agent just to make more money. I didn't want to do any more deals. I had little girls at home and I was taking care of my house, taking care of my husband. And um, I just wanted to make more money doing the deals that I was doing. Sure. So I moved over and I met Adele. Right. And um, I just got involved. It's just my personality. I want to be involved. I love the events. I love being involved. I love talking to the agents. I love teaching. So I got very involved in the market center. You know, and along those lines, so you, you mentioned the girls, and I know your girls, the twins, beautiful girls thank that you, you have, college thank graduates, you. both yes, of them. thank you. Uh, they're both, uh, were they lacrosse players or? Field hockey. Field hockey, that's yes. right. So it was kind of mixed. Yes. I was almost yes. there. <laughs> <laughs> now, as a mom... You know, how do you kind of balance all of that? That was rough. That was rough. As an agent, it was easy. Right. Um, in leadership, once I stepped into the leadership position, I pretty much, I said to, I, I, I had told them, my girls come first. Right. My family comes first. I had to find a balance of the two. So um, I remember talking to Rich DeMauro when they offered me the position uh -huh. of team leader. I said, listen... I don't miss a thing for my children. I don't miss a game. I will follow them. 
they they were playing field hockey. I don't miss anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and Rich said to me, as, you, as long as your numbers are good, I don't care where you are. <laughs> that sounds like Rich. Yes. <laughs> okay. So I said to myself, okay, I can yeah. make this work if I just put my head down, talk, use my agents, actually not use them, but ask them for help. Right. And that's what I went to work doing. I, I solidified all my relationships with my agents. Mm-hmm. I asked them for help. I taught about profit share because really um, that changes your life. Profit right. share changed my life. It, it helped me send my daughters to college. And um, I just put my head down. When I was at work, I was at work. Right. I, um, I did what I had to do so that my numbers were good so I didn't have to miss a thing with and, my children. And let's talk about that for a little bit as far as the profit share is concerned. Mm. Would you mind talking about how that's set up and what I that love, means? love, love profit share. I love teaching about it because it is life-changing. Sure. So every month, all the commissions come in. Mm-hmm. We pay all the agents. Mm-hmm. We pay the bills. What's left over is profit. Right. That would normally go to the owner. It's the person who opened the company or anybody, any owner. They took the risk. They opened the company. They should get the profit. Not in Keller Williams. Every single month, the owner has to give 48% of their profit back to the agents who have helped grow the company. Wow. So then to kind of break that down just a little bit. So if the owner made a million dollars that year, 480,000 of that goes back to the team. Absolutely. And that's just what happened last year. Adele shared with us $995,000 back to the agents. That's a great uh, alternative stream of income for the agents. Absolutely. Now, if you don't mind, I'd like to dig a little deeper on that so people understand how that works. Sure. So just because you work there, it doesn't mean that you get a check every month. How does it kind of break down? Sure. No, um, you have to sponsor an agent into Keller Williams. Every agent that comes to Keller Williams has to name a sponsor. The person responsible for encouraging them, talking to them, explaining the value of Keller Williams that made them excited enough that they made the appointment to sit with me. Sure. So my job is to build my agent's wealth Mm -hmm. in that bucket, in all their buckets, but that bucket specifically, I help them build what we call their downline. Yep. That allow, and you can put you can sponsor someone into Keller Williams all over the world, wherever there's a Keller Williams. Right. So if somebody in California, they know, they join, they name them their sponsor. Now they're receiving profit from that market center out in California. Mm. Greg, it adds up fast. So then as an agent, then all I have to do is really give you, here's a name and phone number of Sarah Jones, who's interested, and you reach out to them. And if it's the right fit for them and they join the company then they become part of their downline. Absolutely. And then that's some, probably some sort of complicated equation as to yes. how that, yes. <laughs> right? I would split out from there. Yes. But that's, that's fantastic. Yeah. I, I love it. It's changed people's lives. We actually had our first legacy. You know, after seven years in the company, you're vested. Okay. And then you can will that to your family. So it survives death. Okay. We had an agent that joined when Adele first opened up. Um, Keller Williams. Her name was Lois Romano. Okay. She joined the company. She brought in, I believe it was Gina who brought in Mary Beth, who brought in this whole line of people. And Lois, after a few years, I remember her, I I remember when I joined, I met her and then she sort of fell off uh, real estate. And she, it just continued on, continued on. Mm. And Mary Beth grew her down line because it goes seven levels deep. So it just kept building for her. Well, unfortunately, Lois passed away last year she was vested 
She receives about 50000 a year in, in profit share from Adele. That was willed to her daughter. Wow, that's amazing. So it, what a gift for something that you can build for your family and then pass along to your heirs. You know, one of the things that I really like a lot about it is not all real estate agents are putting away money in their SEP IRA or different investment strategies. This is another way that you can save for your retirement, you could save for your future. Absolutely. And you can have it get direct deposits monthly okay. into your account. So you can choose any account. You can make it a separate account. And that's what I did. I put it separate so I wouldn't touch it. I couldn't get it with my debit card. It goes separate into another account. Okay. that I used actually back when my girls were in college to pay for college. Uh, that's amazing, Sally. Yeah. You know, one of the things I really like that you said in leading the office is you went to your agents for help. So having the humility to say, hey, I don't know everything and I can't do everything, but with the right relationships in place and with the candidness and the honesty in working with your team, they want to help. Absolutely. Right? If you're willing to ask for it. Well, what I've learned through um, life and really Keller Williams is, um, and especially in Keller Williams, as leadership, we are servant leaders. Right. My agents can go wherever they want. They can take their license, their independent contractors, and they can go wherever they want. Mm -hmm. Why do they stay? I'm a servant leader. Right. I don't have a job if I don't have them. I want to see them succeed at the highest levels. I know my, many of my agents' whole lives. Right. I know their children. I know their big whys, why they do this. It's important to me to know. Mm -hmm. So when I go to them and say, hey, I need a favor, I know I'm asking. And I've, they can trust me. Yeah. They know they can. They give me a name of someone that they're working with that really maybe needs some help and needs guidance and needs coaching and can really do well at Keller Williams. I want them to know that I'm going to make sure that it's their downline that they're going into and that I'm going to take care of this person for them as much as I'm going to take care of them. Uh, that's wonderful, Sally. So tell me, why do the agents stay? I mean, for some mm. of the things that you just said, but why do you stay? Now, we're in an industry right now that's getting to be really transient mm. because the market's not as strong as it was. Past couple of few years, been a license to print money. Yes. And now things October, November, into December and January, Changing. things are tapering off. Yeah. So how do you, why do they want to stay? Well, I like to believe a lot to do with me. It <laughs> it's all me. <laughs> uh, listen, I have an amazing team. I yeah. do. I work with some of the best people in the industry. And I think a big part of them staying is the culture in our company, the culture of, of helping one another, the culture of helping them to build their wealth, giving them many avenues to mm -hmm. build, um, the education, the coaching, um, I, I believe when you care about someone, it, it shows. And yeah. when you want to help them build their wealth in any way they can, which helps their family, that why would they leave? Yeah, that's a, that's a great point. And they don't. You know, no. People stay with people they trust and what they're, what they're comfortable with and the people that they feel like are doing the right thing for them. Absolutely. Agree. So you had mentioned in part of what you were just saying, Sally, about coaching. Yes. So talk a little bit about the coaching aspect of what your company offers. Oh, so we have productivity coaching, yep. which is, um, I have some of the best productivity coaches where new agents that come into the company, they are, we're sort of urging them to go directly into coaching. Everybody needs a coach. Yeah. I mean, if you were an athlete, 
you went to your coach. The I, I, coach I was a mighty athlete. They, <laughs> <laughs> you have to have someone that you're accountable to. Yeah. Who is going to coach you as a whole person, not just your business? Because anyone can say to you, hey, did you make your calls? Hey, how many deals do you have? You need someone to coach you because life takes over. You need someone to coach you for, as a whole person. And that's what our, how our coaches are coached. Right. It's not just the numbers. It's you as a person. Right. So um, the coaching, it, I, I feel, is huge. And I, I know you know I talk about my coaching every chance I get. Um, I'm coached by MAPS, which is uh, Keller Williams coaching. Okay. Um, Brian Martin is my coach, and he's been my coach now for four years. Well, and Adele uh, Demoro is my mentor. I mm -hmm. believe you know I I've, I'm fortunate to have both, but Brian has changed my life when it comes to coaching because again he makes me think bigger. Sure. And he teaches he coaches me as a whole person, every part of my life. Uh, because it, they all intertwine. Yeah. You know? and, and you bring up such a great point with that. So when you look at coaching, and I'll refer to it as therapy, being, being someone <laughs> yes, who's been involved true. in coaching for 21 years, <laughs> it's right? true. But you don't even realize what you're capable of doing until you have a third party trying to work you through that process. Absolutely. Right? You think you're limited. Or yes. You, or you kind of fall into routines, or you're in the bubble, or you're repeating some of the things maybe your family, your parents or siblings had done, right? Yes. And then when you have somebody that really you can talk to about it, you can do some amazing things. Oh my God. I never, I never realized what I was actually capable of, you know, before I did, I did. <laughs> before Adele <laughs> hired the coach for me, I pretty much figured, why do I need a coach? I didn't want someone telling me what I should be doing, what I wasn't doing right. I didn't want to be told what to do. Um, and I figure I'm meeting all my goals, exceeding in some, why do I need a coach? Right. And Adele said, no, you're ready for this coach. And I was very fortunate to get Brian. And honestly, I've, I've reached some things that I never thought that I would team leader hall of fame. Um, I've never, not that I even looked to do it. I didn't even know it was, it was reachable for me. Right. And, um, black belt team leader each year, which I, I still don't know how I did it, but it was done. But it's the coaching and the accountability and the systems and the process and um, just the encouragement. And um, just it, it's a half hour a week that changes my life. Right. And the accountability end of it. Yes. I mean, we're talking a little bit before uh, we got on the air today. You know, you're, you have some things that you've said to your coach that you're going to accomplish. They hold you accountable. Oh, to yes. It. Goals are big. Yeah. Okay. And they'll hold you accountable to it in a positive fashion. Absolutely. Right. You're not getting browbeat for anything and anything. You're just kind of, hey, how do I do better? How do I build and grow in what I'm doing? Absolutely. What do you think is the number one thing that you got out of coaching? I, I, it's hard to say. I think really is um, I, I to think bigger. Yeah. To think bigger than I've ever thought that what I was even capable. Right. Um, the things that I've been able to do financially for my family. Um, the things for my children that I've been able to do, that the lives that I'm, um, and, and that's honestly my big why is I want to change lives and, and just watching people yeah. reach their goals and be able to call them up for an award or, yeah. or call them and say, Hey, you've capped, 
you know, you have three, four months now for a hundred percent of your commission. And it's just so exciting to be able to do that for people. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. And it, it, it's, you know, you bring up a great point with just thinking bigger with everything, right? Yes. Because for some reason as human beings, and I believe we can refer to it as limiting beliefs, right? Like yeah. how far can I really push myself? And we're kind of, especially our generation, yes. you kind of think that there's limits on that, especially if you come from a real blue collar background mm. and you never had the coaching and the mentoring, you think you're kind of stuck in a particular spot. But what human beings are capable of doing is amazing. Yeah. If they're focused on the, on the right things that they need to do to get there. Yes. Greg, I was brought up um, one of five, mm -hmm. uh, one boy, four girls. My dad, blue collar, you know, he, he uh, worked construction. He basically said to us, you know, I have one boy, he's going to college. You girls will go get married and have babies and your husbands oh. will take care of you. Amazing. Different yeah. times. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. I was, you know, that's, I never had, when I, le <clears throat> when I left um, the city and I worked for a government bonds and securities firm um, because I was pregnant with twins mm -hmm. and I decided I'm not going to make that trek anymore. I thought my career path was over. Right. And, um, and that was just my limiting beliefs so of, you know, now I'm a mom, right. I need to find something that a mom can do. Mm -hmm. And that was real estate because I can make my own schedule. And right. then when this happened, when I was offered this position and, and the growth opportunities, I never in a million years thought in my forties that I would be, uh, I would have a second, very lucrative career. Right. And I don't know if everyone picked up on this when you said it earlier, but you're in the Keller Williams Hall of Fame, yeah. <laughs> the Ring of Honor, right? Yeah, for, for the I got success a that you've had, <laughs> for the success you've had at the organization. Yes, you know, I I think from to stay on coaching for a second, the the thing I've always thought had a lot of value is, you know, we when we get into sales, you know, we're very you think you got a gung ho person that's going after it in sales, right? And you're doing the activities, you got this sheer emotion that's pushing you. Right. And you'll do business as a result of that. And then you hit that proverbial ceiling of achievement, right? That you can't push through. Mm -hmm. And then it's being A, able to recognize that and B saying, okay, how do I go through through from that entrepreneurial mindset to how do I become more purposeful in what I'm trying to do to get to the next level? And it takes the ability with a, with a coach or a third party to be able to talk that through. Absolutely. So you really understand how you're going to do it and then hold yourself accountable for doing it. Absolutely. And that's the conversations we have. Well, I have with my, with my agents, mm -hmm. it's those monthly sit downs or quarterly sit downs where we're sitting down going over their business. Where are they? And we're looking at their multi-year trends where they were last year, where they, are you still doing the same business that you've always done? Right. How do we change that? What are your goals? Do you want to double your business? Do you want to do, what are the financial goals and how do we do this? Coaching may be the answer. It could be. You should look into it and you should talk yeah. to Sally about it, right? <laughs> Most people Talk to should. me about it. We've been through it before and that's how you do it. And that's how you take the whole thing to the yeah. next level. I think everybody should have a coach Absolutely. at some point. And it can't be your spouse. It can't be, you know, your significant other. It's, it has to be. Someone from the outside. It has to be a third party. Yes. Because, listen, let me tell you, I got news for everyone. Your spouse doesn't care. No. <laughs> and they'll let you off the hook exactly. a lot easier. Exactly. It's a whole different relationship, right? It definitely is. Definitely That's is. the fun part of it. Yes. What do you think the biggest attribute is of a leader? Mm. You have to care. Yeah. Um, that's me. That's the, that's the personality. I, I you know, I, I believe that you really have to care about your people because mm -hmm. you won't last long in this, in the, especially in the role that, uh, that I am in, you have to really care. 
Right. That's my family. That's my work family. I feel like the work mom, right? You know, for all these people, uh, it's it's you, you gotta have it. You gotta you gotta have heart. Yeah, you re- you really do. That's that's fantastic, Sally. Mm. So we're gonna take a quick break. We're gonna come right back at you, Sally Petra. Petra. I'm only kidding. <laughs> I got you that time. Petra Catella and Greg Wareham will be right back at you. Okay. Well, welcome back, everybody. Again, Greg Wareham here and Sally Petra. Catella? I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Even Nick's yelling Petra. at me. Petra. I know it's Petra. I'm only teasing. Okay. So, all right. So coming back to, I want to come back to culture again sure. a little bit. And so it's, it's important to maintain the culture through caring, through, you know, coaching, through different things. How do you maintain a culture with seven or 800 people? That aren't even there. So it's right. not like you have 800 people in the building that you can get on the bullhorn with every right. day. Like, how do you do it, Sally? Um, it, it's it's um, systems that we've worked on for years. Right. We, to 100 of my agents house in our central Monmouth office with um, my assistant team leader, Nancy. Mm-hmm. And Nancy has staff there and a team there. And she also has coaches there. Right. I have my team my coaches, ALC, plus MAPS coaching. So it's system. So it starts with monthly, we're making calls. My team and I, it's very important for us to touch. We call them our tribes. And we're calling them on a regular basis. They have to be touched. We have to know what's going on in their lives. Are they okay? Um, I'm a Facebook stalker also. Uh-huh. So I see what's going on in my agent's lives too. If I see something's going on in their life, I'll pick up the phone and, and, and call them and see how they're doing. But it's, uh, I have meetings with my top 20% on a quarterly basis. I'm sitting with them and we're going over their business. We're going over right. their multi-year trends. Where are they stuck? What do they need? Most of the times they need either a person or they need a system. That they're, right. and, and that's where we sort of, I write the prescription for them. This is what you need. It's a great way to put it. And then yeah. maybe they need a, a MAPS coach. Mm-hmm. Maybe they need a coach of some sort. Most of them do. And I sort of prescribe now it's time for you to get into coaching. And um, most of them will, will, will jump. So I have a question for you. So you, you speak to so many different people that are on your team, Sally. How do you, or is it kind of some of the reoccurring themes that you see? Always. So what are the things that you usually see where people can't get past that ceiling? Mm. <laughs> it, it's doing the same things that they're doing, not, um, not watching their return on investment. Yeah. You know, what's working, what's not working. What, when's it time to let go of things? When's it time to try something new? Right. Um, I find most of the times they're all over the place. Right. You know, bring it back in. Choose a couple lead sources and dig deep in there. Right. And many times it's their own database that they're not really digging deep, or maybe they don't even have a database anywhere. Right. So it's digging deeper, building that database and digging deeper there, and then maybe picking two other sources of your leads, something that's really doable. Mm-hmm. And dig deep into those. It's funny. I've always used the expression, pull the camera back, mm. right? Because we get really hyper-focused on what we're doing, especially salespeople. Yes. Right? You're kind of always chasing that shiny object and you're kind of, oh, I'm over here, I'm over there, I'm here. And to pull that camera back for a second and look at everything tactically for what it is and where can I be more purposeful yes. in the activities that, that I'm doing or the things that I'm going after. Absolutely. And it's, it's, it's a system. It's yeah. time blocking is another big one. You right. know, you have to time block. Don't become a perpetual student, you know, learn something implemented for the newer agents. 
But the top agent really, it, it is, sometimes it's just a reminder. Most of the times they need a person, they need an admin to take some, some, uh, some the paperwork off their plate. Right. You know, what do you don't want to do? What don't you like doing? Most top agents don't like the paperwork. Who does? Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, C. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> but no, they, um, they, most of the times it's their first hire that I'm working with them and it's mm. time. And then it's a, and then it's maybe it's another hire of, um, a, a marketing person where you yeah. need some marketing done. And then it's your first buyer's agent or your showing agent sure. who's going to take that off your plate. And now maybe, now Maybe you don't do the open houses or maybe you're not running buyers all over the place. It's all, it's a need. It's doing a needs analysis for each agent because every agent is different on what they like, what they don't want to do. The one thing they have to do is they have to lead generate. Right. And it's, that's the first thing. How much time are you spending on lead generating? Well, that's why that conversation about getting an assistant, to me, that's always the biggest hire. Mm -hmm. You have to hire someone to help you really with what you don't do well, right? Yes. You need that, that perfect opposite fit, right? Absolutely. To be able to focus on that so you can focus on what you're good with, it, right? You're good at. Yes, and, and, that, and that's it. such an important hire. And you have to be really careful because they'll tend to go towards maybe um, a friend, a right. spouse, uh, one of their kids, something to hire. And I really try to, to tell them to avoid that mistake. It's like having your spouse as a, uh, as a therapist. Yeah. It doesn't work. There's no. not enough relationship tension. And tension isn't a bad thing. Right. But you have to have that mutual tension between the assistant person or the, let's call it an operations person right. and the salesperson. Absolutely. That's what makes a good relationship grow. Yep. And, and, and also being able to, to be prepared to financially go down that path. Because I think that's why people don't do it as quickly as they should is they're afraid because they have the limiting thought process on what they're going to be able to do. Many times we're ahead of that. So I'll see that they're getting to the point where, you know, you're getting up to that 20, 25 deal mark Mm -hmm. where you're going to need some help. So at that point we're telling, you know, I'm I'm saying, so maybe we, we open up a separate account and you start putting money into that account as if you're paying someone now, Mm -hmm. now you have a year salary. Once you're at that point, now you make that higher because now you're paying that person out of the savings that you have and it's not affecting you, but watch how your business grows. Mm-hmm. And now you're making even more money and you've already had that whole year salary paid. That's great advice. Yeah. That's so. great advice to do it. You know, you grow into it. Yes. Versus just tearing off the Band-Aid and doing it. Yeah, yeah that's It's fantastic. too scary to now have to pay someone a couple thousand dollars a month or something. Um, so to be mm-hmm. prepared like that, where you have that cushion, really helps them to feel more comfortable to ease into that. To that next step. No, it is scary. I feel that way every month when I write next check. <laughs> <laughs> Man, it's terrifying. <laughs> well, what's the ROI on Nick? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nick, we got to talk. He's awesome. <laughs> there you <laughs> go. Fantastic. There you go. So from a coaching standpoint, so we have individual coaching. Mm-hmm. And then also we have a platform where there's coaches that coach a larger group of real estate agents, Right. So, you know, how does, what's that set up like? So if I'm a coach, I could have maybe 20 agents under me. I'm trying yeah. to coach. What's sort of the structure on that? Well, the, our coaches, the way we do it, it's pro- called productivity coaching. Our mm-hmm. coaches sign people up into their coaching as individuals. Mm-hmm. But what they do is they sort of build this, this group of people where they're meeting together. It almost becomes a little family of people where they're, where they're supporting each other. They're helping each other. Um, they're scripting with each other. They become their partners. 
So our coaches that I have in my market center have these groups of people, maybe 20 to 30 people, and they're meeting separately one-on-one because, like I said, everyone has their own need. Mm -hmm. And then they meet as groups where they all mastermind around their problems to find out they all have the same issues. Yeah, (laughs) it's really a handful of things. Yeah. Big one being lead generation. Lead gen, yes. And then paperwork. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) You check those two off your list, you're in great shape. You're good. (laughs) Yes, hire those two people, they'll do it for you, you're good. (laughs) Now, you had also mentioned the ALC. I'm going to pretend for a second, like I don't know what the ALC is, but can you talk a little bit about it? Sure. The ALC is the Agent Leadership Council Mm -hmm. in Keller Williams, and each uh, market center has their own. So it is the top 20% mm-hmm. that is voted into this position. They're sort of like the board of directors of the company. Because we are a profit share company and because our books are open, we have this board of directors that we meet once a month. We vote on changes in the market center, things that are going, uh, they can bring anything to the table and we'll vote on it. We'll talk about it. We'll vote on it. But they also mastermind with each other. Mm -hmm. So uh, we meet once a month, as I said, about an hour and a half to two hours. Uh, First 45 minutes is all the company numbers, what's going on in the company, how many people were recruited, how many people left. We'll go through all of the numbers. Like I said, it's an open book. And then after that, it's a mastermind, a very high level mastermind mm-hmm. um that the subject is brought up by by one of the they each take a turn of picking the monthly mastermind and they mastermind on, around it and it's like i said it's not your basic real estate it's high level um questions high level talk i love listening to them and you know i throw in every once in a while but these people are amazing it's amazing what how creative people are oh absolutely right and the things that they come up with and you do just such a great job of letting them voice their opinion, right? Yeah. And, th- and it matters. It's their, it's their mastermind. Right. I'm just there to make sure everybody gets a chance to speak. So <laughs> I just let them go with That's it. why I'm never invited because yeah. I talk too much. <laughs> and you know, it is an open forum. Yeah. Anybody can come and sit and listen uh, to what's going on. I, I think it's, but you can't speak. Can't speak. <laughs> Look, Nick, can. put it in the calendar. <laughs> <laughs> you can just listen. But it is a voted in position. And every okay. year, a new ALC, you're allowed to stay on for three years. And then we want to bring some new blood and, and some new ears and, and ideas sure. to to the ALC. So it is voted on by their peers. So the, uh, the ALC from last year voted in this ALC for this year. That's fantastic. Yeah. And I love how there's term limits because you need new blood coming into have to, do to different have things. term limits. Uh, you know what? That's a big <laughs> conversation for another day. <laughs> term limits, everyone. It's important. Uh, so. Absolutely. <laughs> so there's also subcommittees, right? So there's yes. culture committees. What are some of the different committees that you have? We have the um, the growth committee, mm-hmm. which works with the recruiting aspect of it. People who are really um, excited about growing their downline and want part of that profit share. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have the culture committee, which is culture and events. So we do a lot of events. We love events. It brings people together. It, sure. uh, we try and do something different for everyone. You want to go bowling? We'll bowl. You want to go knitting? We'll knit. You want to go drink wine? We'll go drink wine. Um, but we try and put those things together. So everybody has something. So they feel a part of something. So we have that committee. That's our largest committee. Everybody wants to be involved in that. 
And then um, we have the finance committee, which right. um, sits with our MCA, our market center administrator, Melissa, mm -hmm. the one who it's all the money going through that office. So they'll work with her on different programs, different ways the market center can make more money. How can we help the agents to make more money? What other options are there? What other forms of buckets can we give our agents that they can make more money? Mm -hmm. um, there's the um, equity committee for, uh, you know, for equal opportunities. Uh, we have that now that's new to Keller Williams, which is awesome. So we have that. We have about seven different committees yeah. that are wonderful. Uh, the education committee, education and technology, bringing all different technology. Keller Williams has amazing technology, but teaching it, yeah. bringing it to the agents, explaining them to why it's important and how it can help them build their business. You know, it's amazing because you have all of these people on the team, yet there's these different, whether or not it's the ALC or it's different subcommittees or it's different coaches, everyone can be involved, yes. right? You can be involved as much as you want or as little as you want. Yes. So it gives people, it just gives people a sense of belonging, belonging which is absolutely critical at a time like today. Absolutely. You know, where you look at with the market changing, I've always been from the position of it's the worst time in a shifting market mm. to be out on the island. Yes. Out on the island is bad. You go crazy on the island and Absolutely. you start getting crazy thought. But how do we bring everybody together, give everyone an active role if they want one in trying to help build, grow, learn, create culture, all those good things that go into it? Yeah, we do a lot with asking the agents, what do you want to see? Right. And that's our, we call them our care calls, where um, everyone's reaching out to their tribe and asking them, how are you? And what would you like to see? What would bring you into the office? What other education can we bring you? What's important to you? Right. You know, one of them was we want to know where what everybody speaks. There's so many different languages out there. And our, my office is a melting pot of people. And we were able to put together a list of so many different languages. So to be able to share that. So if one of my agents happens to have a a client that speaks Spanish and they don't speak Spanish. Well, now they have a whole list of agents who speak Spanish that they can sort of uh, no, that's work with. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah. So Sally, let's talk a little bit about kind of the market that we're in and then some experience that we've drawn. So I know you've been in the industry for 16 years, you 20. know, 20 years. Yeah. 16 oh, years 16 at, at Keller. Okay. Yeah. Gosh, we've been doing this a long time. Yes. Yes. So I, I came in and say that. Wow. I came <laughs> in in 1998 and you came in what? 2000 something or other ish. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so as we go into this market, what are some of the things you learned having been through a similar market before? Well, I'll tell you when I first got in and I got my real estate license, the market was crazy. Right. And I remember people telling me you're making a mistake. Don't do this. Don't get into this market. You know, I just, I have this thing with not listening to that <laughs> negative. I'm sure John enjoys yeah. that. John <laughs> when he's Sally's negative, it gets turned <laughs> off. No, I just put my head down and I had a reason why I was working. I had goals that I had to reach and I just put my head down and I worked. So as you kind of work through the last market correction that we saw, what are some of the things that you learned from that? Yeah. Is it just the, the working and driving it? No, it's don't listen. Turn off the news. Uh, Shut up. Put, you know what? Put the radio on and put on some music and dance and sing and enjoy yourself. Do not listen to the negativity. The woe is me's. All the, the uh, you know, every, depending on what channel you put on, they have a different forecast as to right. what's going on in our industry and where we're going. We were just talking about that before. Some yeah. are saying, yeah, everybody has a different idea of where this market is going. Yeah. You know what? Do your job. Yeah. Get up in the morning. Be happy. Prospect. Make your calls. Have uh, have your goals and work for them. 
And, and, you know, from a leadership standpoint, same advice, right? For people Absolutely. that are leaders in the industry. You know, you just, you got, again, goals, mm-hmm. accountability, systems, and, and be consistent. Be consistent in your systems. Be consistent in what you do. And I promise you, I don't care who you are, it will work. You know, it's funny that the word consistent, there's one uh, book that I had read. It was a John Maxwell book. And Love he it. had one of the best lines in there. He said, what's the opposite of consistent? It's inconsistent. <laughs> and when has anyone ever told you if you're inconsistent, that's a good thing? Like Ab- it's a negative word. <laughs> I thought he was fun. I was like, this is brilliant, right? Absolutely. So, Absolutely. And consistency is always what's going to drive you to the next level. And to your point about putting the earmuffs on or the blinders on, I think that advice in the times that we're in today is more critical than ever. Because during the last issue that we had in the marketplace or change or shift in the marketplace that we had, you know, it's just the TV and radio. Right. Right. There's very, still very limited online. Right. And, and you didn't even have iPhones back then. Absolutely. Or, or smartphones. So now it's like people are constantly tuned in to the phone, to TV, to everything. Like you get information in real time. Absolutely. You got to tune it out, man. You just got to tune it out. I agree a hundred percent. And that's what I try and do every day. That's why I tell my agent, shut it off. Just yeah. shut it off. Put on the music. You see me coming into the office in the morning. <laughs> music is blaring on my car and I'm dancing. People are looking at me like, you're crazy. <laughs> but I, I that's will how say, you got to start your day. I know. I saw you backspinning into the office <laughs> the other day. She moonwalked and then went into a backspin. I'm just saying, I mean, I hopped into a windmill really quick and we had a great time. <laughs> Thank you, Awesome. Sally. You got it. Uh, I got a really important question for you. Who's your favorite mortgage lender? <laughs> I'm going to take my headset off. <laughs> Greg, where are you? <laughs> oh, me? Well, thank you so much, Sally. I appreciate it. <laughs> so, Sally. You've been I, around a long time, Greg. I, I mean, we have. 12 years. Yeah. Yeah, we've been working together for 12 years. Yeah, long time. It goes fast. I was in my 30s back then. <laughs> I was going to say I used to have hair, but I still have hair. So, I, I can't go down that. that Step better teeth. Yes. I don't know. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so, Sally, I know you're always looking to enhance your culture with the right people and build things in the right way. If someone was interested, whether internally or externally, in either coming to Keller Williams externally or looking to grow internally, what's the best way to reach you? Oh, call my cell. Um, my private cell number seven three two five nine eight. 2498. I am happy to talk to you about business, about joining the company, what's best for you. Happy to talk. Uh, That's fantastic, Sally. Well, listen, I really, Sally, I know you're busy. Sally Petricatella. Woo, Uh nice. All right. I'm not going to throw this one by neck again. It was really a pleasure having you on the show today. Thank you. Thank you so much. And listen, everyone out there, I appreciate you taking the time. If you're interested in any type of a career in real estate, please reach out to Sally. If you have any questions about mortgages, please reach out to me. And we appreciate you taking the time today. And we look forward to catching up with you next week. Thanks, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of Your Mortgage Process, hosted by Greg Wareham, produced by Greg Wareham and Nick Pavise at The Social Rift, and executively produced by The Social Rift. Thank you again for tuning in, and we look forward to catching up with you next week.